Welcome to Movies Charles Hasn't Seen, episode 26. My name is Crossman. I'm Wilson. And I'm Charles. And this week we watched the 2006 movie The Host. So, Charles, tell us about The Host. A monster appears out of the Han River in Korea and captures a guy's daughter. And so the guy and his family escape from the government and try to find their daughter. In the end, they find her, but I think she's dead and they kill the monster yeah <laughs> yeah Skip, skipping over a lot of there's a, yeah there's a lot, going there's a lot they, more they look for her <laughs> yes. and they find her but she's dead yeah uh, <laughs> Chris, well, this was your pick um, and why did you pick it uh, <laughs> um so this when this movie first came out in korea it i think it was one of the first like korean movies that like really made the move from Korea to the US like it yes it got a lot of like critical notice at the time yeah. um I think when I'm, did old boy come out probably before I want to say 2004 okay. yeah it was old boy uh, I think that's the only Korean movie I'd seen before this one Korean cinema is fascinating yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree um old boy came out in 2003 so okay. predates us by a few years and that one's directed by Chan Woo uh Chan Woo Park who's like the other famous Korean director. He's, he's probably more famous. And Much more. Yeah, yeah, partially because he's been around longer. Like he yeah. just has a more prolific catalog. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he's, I like his movies more. So too. the host was directed by Bong Joon-ho, yeah. who also directed Snowpiercer, which got a lot of notice uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, because it, it was his first movie in English. Yeah. Uh, cast a big American star in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I like the host. I think it it is up my alley. It's a monster movie, which I have an affinity for. You don't um, say. But <laughs> uh, what I like about this movie is that it's ostensibly more just like about this family. It's yeah. kind of this small. What? Yeah. So you can do like the Godzilla style monster movie, where it's just like you see Godzilla and he comes and like stomps on a city, and, mm-hmm. and then they like somehow defeat or work with Godzilla, <laughs> um, <laughs> collaborate with Godzilla. Yeah. 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 Those are like one of two That's a possible third way. Godzilla <laughs> storylines. Yeah. This, the, the, like, this is a monster movie, but it's like on a much smaller scale. Yeah, and I think it works a lot better than the Godzilla style movie because of that. Because it's like, well, we have like characters that we can connect with, and there's like this much more smaller story of like how this family is affected by this other thing that's going on. I also think it's interesting it has like an interesting critique of like american imperialism yes. uh, built into it um and i also think like of the korean films i've seen there seems to be an interesting thread between all of them in that they like they don't adhere to genre at all and so at times like they're a sci-fi film at times they're a horror film at yeah. times they're a comedy and they don't like adhere strictly to that and I think there's like a lot of interesting things in Korean movies because of that. So those are all the reasons. The, having to that's like a lot of the talk table. about yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, but what I think is great about this movie is that there's like a lot of things going on yeah. in it, and it it has such a different perspective than American monster movies that I think it's worth looking at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a good movie. Um, I think it's yeah. a really weird movie. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's so strange. Yeah. Like, but, but it seems typical of Bong Joon Ho. Oh, movies. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, not weird in a bad way, but definitely yeah. a, a strange movie. And yeah. I think it's one of the reasons it's so strange is the the genre critiques yeah. that you pointed to, which he does in Snowpiercer. 
kind of in a more pointed way. Yeah, but there it, was another movie last year called The Train to Busan, yeah, which is like yeah. really similar to The Host in that it's like there's comedy moments, there's horror moments, there's like right, that's the zombie real, like, movie, gut punch moments. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, si- yeah, similar to this. But what, what is interesting is it's not so much that they're eschewing genre tropes. In my view, like I, because they know the genre really well. Like you have to know all of these genres pretty well in order to make this movie. It he is very consciously subverting them, so he's depicting them, but he's doing it in a way that's just weird enough that you're kind of running up against it. Yeah, but it is still of the genre, right? It is it is still part of the the category of film that he is critiquing or subverting, or yeah. however you want to frame it, and that's. That's a that's way harder to do and requires a lot more thought than just not being a genre film, right? Than just saying no, we're not going to be that, rather than saying we're going to be like that but different, and that's more impressive to me. Like that's mm-hmm. that's tough to do. It's also something that's yeah. like, like the monster movie is like very well tread territory, yeah, indeed, very well, and <laughs> this movie like does a really good job of like doing something fairly unique of like sort of focusing on the small scale yeah in ways that like even american monster films which have attempted to do this have not done well so like the last godzilla movie tried to be like let's tell let's tell a lot of these like little stories at human scale right people complained about that but it it was really boring and like what you want to see they just didn't do it right it also did like a number of fake outs that were annoying but which is Funny because um, Gareth Edwards directed uh, Monsters, which is this other movie. That you are a Monsters. huge fan of. I'm a very big fan <laughs> of, and that that was a really that's very similar to the host in that it, it told okay. this like little love story, sure. but there's all this like monster like carnage ar- around that. Right, um, but it's also this like quiet little like love story at the same time. Yeah, like and um, that like I I remember writing my notes like this is a family dramedy with a monster in it yeah like it does yeah. it just is in, the, the monster is incidental a lot of the times i looked up some of the contemporary reviews of yeah. this movie many of them compared it to little miss sunshine like <laughs> yeah with a monster in it why not right? yeah, yeah which and i didn't like little miss sunshine i think this is a better movie than little miss sunshine but i see where they got it like it it's totally there uh, like this multi-generational like journey that this family is going on it's the same tropes mm-hmm. there just happens to be a fish monster as well and that's a, for me that sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't but i give the movie a lot of credit for attempting it right like even when it doesn't stick like it's I think that we should credit films for being that brazen and being that strange. I don't know. You see, I I liked that it focused on the family and like tried to go for a smaller scale story because it's something that's a little different from most monster movies. But at the same time, I felt like the movie was trying to do too much still um, because you have the family drama, but you also have the stuff around it because you do have the monster and the rescue plot. Yep. You do have the whole plot with the government and the virus and whether or not it's real or if like how harmful it could be and like if the family is dying of the virus or not and then you have the plot with the chemical weapon that they're going to use and i think there were a few other things going on but it felt like none of these themes were explored in depth enough that i felt really pulled in by them and even the family drama i felt like wasn't fully explored enough it covered mainly just the father and uh, Gong Du, the the son who runs the store, mm-hmm. uh, rather, and it doesn't really 
they don't really talk about the on the archer sister that much. Yeah, she she especially got short thrift. I think that what you're hitting on is the most fertile ground to criticize this movie. Mm -hmm. That it is just doing a lot of things at the same time, and they're not all going to land. Right. Right. Like so <coughs> that was kind of my problem with this movie. Um, I felt like it was trying to do too much, so I never felt pulled in enough or drawn into what was happening. Like the monster elements were maybe a little brief, um, so it wasn't like fully you know the monster movie action that you want necessarily and then the family drama stuff felt maybe a little shallow and then you know all the government intrigue stuff also pretty shallow so like one of my favorite monster movies uh is cloverfield uh, which i know is pretty polarizing of a movie but i just really loved uh it was a very focused movie because it always focuses on the same group of people and how they're interacting with this monster disaster in new york city and, mm -hmm. you know they're running to rescue their friends and running away from the monster and so, you know, you get to know the people and it's only about them and how they're trying to survive the situation. And you get to see how the monster affects the city um, at large. And I always like that kind of thing, like how a real city might react to this kind of situation. You don't see as much of that in this movie. You, you, it touches on it, but you don't really get that deep of a view of it. Yeah, I, to me, the, this is a satire and a comedy before it's a horror movie. Okay. And maybe even before it's a monster movie. Like it never really felt like a horror movie. It no, just I felt agree. like a straight monster movie. No, <laughs> it's not scary. Yeah. I don't think it's tempting to be. Um, but yeah, I think that it, it it's more important to this director to be doing the satire and the family stuff than the monster stuff. I think that he fixes... Because I agree that there are unfocused moments here. Mm -hmm. Numerous. Um, I think he fixes that in Snowpiercer. Like, I yeah. think that Snowpiercer is a, a more focused film, but he still manages to talk about class struggle, be an action movie, critique action films, critique American exceptionalism again. Like, he, he's doing all of this while still telling a much more... Mm -hmm. Within a, a tighter narrative. Right. And this, this movie is not a very tight narrative, right. even, even which their, is okay. Their attempt at uh, exploring the American imperialism plotline, it kind of boiled down to just the Americans are very bossy and it's causing problems for us. Yeah, it, it was right. It was like, more of a comment than a, than a story, right? Yeah. Like there, it, it was mostly told like through newscasts, yeah, like incidental newscasts. But I think, well, I think what's interesting about that critique is it's like here's this. Like we we see the Korean um, the their medical examiners or something, and he's the, the, this is the cold open of the movie. It, it starts yeah. out in this like medical exam room. It's like really and, dank and dark. Yeah, <laughs> like, kind of yeah. creepy, rhymey looking. Yeah, and um, there's like an agoraphobic doctor right. who forces a Korean medical examiner to to pour all these chemicals into, into formaldehyde <laughs> formaldehyde specifically yeah apparently that's based on like something that actually happened uh, okay yeah and then it, it caused like quite a stir in Korea and then it, it sort of like was the creative spark for that like moment in the interesting movie. I don't know if the Americans were actually involved in in what really happened but some doctor like poured a bunch of like chemicals into the and it ended up in the Han River don't do that um, but I, I think what's interesting <coughs> and important about that scene is it's not the like the Americans that are doing it it's, it's the Americans like, ordering it. ordering the yeah. Koreans to do it and yeah. I, I think it that's like a really interesting like tweak on the perspective of yeah things. so it's, it's like it's not just a criticism of the Americans it's a criticism of Korean military doing things. Yeah, it's on more it's more subtle. Americans. Yeah, it's more subtle than just saying, "Look okay. at the terrible shit that the America that yeah. America does." And right? I think I think it's a small detail, but like a really important one to the movie. Yeah, 
I think you're both right that it this is not as focused on the movie as Snowpiercer, but I, th I think this is like, you know, you do one thing earlier in your career and then you do it much better. Yeah, it's an, this is like his second movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it will be interesting to see what, um, and by the time this episode is out, his Akka movie will be out on Netflix. And which hopefully was in theater. Screened at Cannes. Yeah, um, and so it'll be interesting to see what that is, and that's getting some pretty good ratings. So yeah, I mean it has a great cast. I'm, I'm going to see good director. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I agree that Snowpiercer is much more on rails. Than hey. <laughs> I mean, it has to be focused, right? You, yeah, can, you exactly. have to move forward. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, um, yeah, I think you're. The Snowpiercer is one of many movies I think is stealing from the raid. I I think the. The Raid yeah. is such an important yes. movie that it's like really changed like how action films are, are being made. Right. I no, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting that you point out that this is inspired by a real event because yeah. I think you see that a few times in Asian cinema, right? Yeah. Where they they take a real world tragedy, and I think in the West we look at the real world tragedy and we just depict it. Like, look at how many Holocaust movies there are, right? Like, it's just yeah, or the, like the string of Mark Wahlberg movies recently. <laughs> yes, yeah. where he's yeah. like carved out this niche genre of, of like of terrible stuff that happened five years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think in the West we just take those bad events and just depict them straight, mm -hmm. right? Where I think you see in Asian cinema that happening on a metaphorical level, which is often more interesting. So like Godzilla is the easy example there. It's just about Hiroshima. Yep. Um, yeah. Here we have this tragedy. And then uh, Your Name, which came out this year that I loved, um, was an anime out of Japan that was about the tsunami, but it was also about like, you know, gender swapping and time travel and shit. So yeah. like, <laughs> it's, it's interesting to me that like we're we see both of these categories of cinema dealing with national tragedies through their art but in drastically different ways right like the the literalist western approach as opposed to the metaphorical and almost like mythical uh, well, eastern Asian approach cinema, you have a different perspective right because a lot of these metaphors seem to be um <coughs> portraying you know western meddling Yes. Uh, or, you know, just actual Western, like, destruction and attacks and all that, right? Yeah. Well, whereas the West <laughs> is usually the ones perpetrating these acts, so they don't want to portray themselves in a bad light. That's true. I, I wonder if it's also that, like, uh, American hit cinema has such, like, a long history, and those tropes are built up, and the reason that the tropes work is because of history, and they've, they've worked in the past. And mm -hmm. so you, you, you do Go back what so is well. familiar. Yeah, Korean cinema is like relatively newer. I mean, it still has like a, a decent history to it, but it yeah. doesn't go back to like the early <coughs> 1900s that yeah. U.S. cinema does. And so, it just like may not have like the weight of history that like American cinema has, and therefore is like freed to you know mix genres in a way that American cinema maybe feels like it has to do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, yeah. there there is certainly a, a rich history in Japanese cinema, right? You look at Kurosawa, who was making movies, you know, in the 40s. And or Godzilla, which is a big, like, yeah, Godzilla crossover. Yeah, Godzilla is old Ozu. Um, if he, like, they, they say that if he had been born in France, he'd be more famous than Godard, which mm -hmm. is probably true. Um, it's so... <clears throat> We've talked a lot yeah. about Hong Kong films. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there... Yes and no, right? Like, uh, maybe Western cinema got more commercialized earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, with through Hollywood and that 
regimented what dictated what a movie is supposed to be more. Um, and in that sense, you might have a point. But uh, there is certainly a very rich history, not just present, uh, but history of Asian cinema, especially out of Japan oh, yeah, totally. and, and Hong Kong, um, of which this movie will certainly join the ranks, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, it's, it seems like, I mean, it really puts Bong Joon-ho like, on the map as like, this is an important director and is doing an interesting thing. Yeah. And South Korean cinema is like very tiny compared to it, uh, American film and to be able to kind of break into the... Yeah, well, it's a smaller country. Right? Yeah, like to this, like yeah. get like critical attention, I think is important because yeah. it's easy to just be overlooked. Yeah, well, and, and now it's, a, it's yeah. attention outside of yeah. just America too, right? Mm-hmm. The, like the movie he's releasing next week or soon it showed at can right like yeah. that's that's the place to get your film yeah screen. that's that's a, that's pretty good <laughs> yeah um and yeah like that's that's noteworthy uh it's also probably netflix like taking a risk on on things i would assume that snowpiercer did so well on netflix that they like got their eyes on, yes. on this director and, and they're smart. They they know how to invest in film. And yeah. Well, and they have yeah. so much more data, more easily accessed than most studios. Yeah. Because right? everything is yeah. Is and straight. that's like the big critique of Akia right now is that it's coming from Netflix. But yeah, which they, I they kind, seem like I'm of two minds <laughs> on that point. Yeah. Like I kind of get where the can audience is coming from. Yeah. Right. Because I think it is important that movies are shown in theaters. Right. Sure. Like, I think there's something about theaters that we should be preserving that is special that is distinct from watching a movie at home that we want to be centering the art and centering the film and making that the thing that you're focusing on yeah Yeah. on the other hand if you don't live in la or new york you don't get to watch this movie if it's out on netflix yeah and there's like the hegemony of the uh american theater system yes it's so powerful such that like it should be challenged like there should be startups that kind of challenge it netflix has shown itself to be a very serious contender in shows and it's been trying to do movies for a while with mixed results and hopefully this is going to be the one that kind of like yeah. cracks it for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they yeah. kind of did with the Idris Elba movie that came out a couple years ago. The Beast of No Nation. Yeah, that one, which was which was good. I liked it. Um, yeah. I saw it in a theater. <laughs> yeah. I did. Um, so I'm hoping that this one gets the same treatment. They have a Scorsese, Scorsese's next movie is coming out. On Netflix first. All the Adam Sandler movies are coming out. All of the Adam Sandler. Those are not getting theatrical releases. <laughs> but uh, Scor- the they did part. that based on data, too. They yeah. were saying yeah. that, that uh, the average Netflix subscriber oh watches God. three and a half Sandler movies. Right. So someone is watching. that fact to be rather alarming. Yeah, yeah. someone's watching my share. <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs> I don't know. Is it either of you? Are you watching my share of Adam Sandler movies? I think I watched... The water boy with a friend of mine <laughs> okay. once. <laughs> once, and I think we both fell asleep during it. I saw that in theaters. I, don't think I've seen yeah. any. I saw Water Boy. I'm pretty sure I did too. On the, its original <laughs> theatrical run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the host. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think of the effects here? The monster effects. Oh, they're not great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I didn't know if there, there was are some. moments when they're, they're fine. Cheap. Yeah. I mean, it looks yeah. like a lower budget movie. I can't yeah. imagine it was more than two million dollar budget for this movie. It, it yeah. had the look of like a sci-fi TV movie. Yes, yes, it did. Um, sci-fi, the channel. Eleven yeah. million dollars. Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know where that money went. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd assume some of these actors are famous in Korea. Yeah, they did. They all did fine work. Like, I don't think there are any 
performance. It's harder to take a performance in a foreign language, but I think they did. They're all good. Fine yeah. work, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the grandfather and the, the main character, Gun, uh -huh. are probably the best yeah. in the film. But even just, like, there's a, there's a lot of, like, funny stuff in this movie. It's, and yeah. It's, like, effective. I think the first moment, which you expect to be like a very serious and like downer moment is when you see the uh, like a memorial for all the yeah. people who've died in the <laughs> first so monster, weird monster attack. A goofy family <laughs> argument is yeah. cartoonish. The family just like breaks down. Yeah, they, but it's hilarious. It's so like, bizarre. Yeah it's, yeah, it's funny and it's weird that they made it funny. Yeah, well yeah. they start fighting and- Yeah, well you uh, have that bird's eye shot of like them writhing on the floor yeah. in grief. And yeah. It's so absurd. Like I I wonder if they're making fun of um there are videos of like uh when Kim Jong il died. Oh. And Jeez. there okay. there are all these yeah. videos of the North Koreans who are just like throwing themselves on the ground and like crying, but clearly like performing for the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I wonder if that timeline works out though. I mean um, it it's I don't know. Awfully dark to draw. It was it was reminiscent of that. I don't know if the timeline makes sense. I, I have no idea. But it's oh no, it doesn't. Because um, <coughs> so, yeah. I don't know that. I'm only yeah. Or if he's just like you know poking fun at performative grief. Yeah, or something. it's obviously that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I don't know enough about Asian. At one point, the drunk Korean uncle culture. like drop kicks the main character. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and I'm, then and then it turns like even to, into like a more like Three Stooges kind of thing where um, this guy comes out in like one of those like uh, like, the hazmat like hazmat spacesuits yeah. and yeah. like <laughs> like just like slips on the <laughs> oh, yeah. ground. It looks like he's about to say something really important, and then he like slips. It's just like this nonsensical pratfall. Yeah. Like there are there's a few of those in this movie where like yeah. it looks like something amazing is going to happen, and then it just doesn't. Like when he at the end when he's going to throw the Molotov cocktail at the monster to burn it to death, and he just like winds up he and just drops it, drops it, and yeah. falls on his hand. Because you yeah. let the sister have the awesome moment, right? Yeah, the that movie was the sweetest did. moment in the whole movie. Yeah, and, and, but they like she, set like, him up. shoots in the eye and like... He right, shoots and, a flaming arrow at him <clears> and that's him up. Yeah, and then the, there it goes. But yeah, like they set him up to like be the yeah. guy and there you go, pratfall Ooh. again. Yeah. I know, Charles, did you think this movie was funny? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um... I didn't note it as being a funny movie, but there were definitely funny parts now that I'm, like, thinking back to it. And for some reason, the the part where they're grieving over the daughter, like, you know, talking about it, it sounds like it's out of place. But for some reason, it fit just right for me. It just seemed natural to have this happen because it seems like, you know, the nature of their family for this to be the way they react to like a tough situation like that where they would just be arguing and fighting but they're also clumsy people <clears throat> right and because it's partially about this family that doesn't know how to connect with one another and yeah. is like coming at the world and each other from different angles that you know aren't always compatible um and then finding a way to come together to achieve this quest right yeah like, and i that's think what's the monster attack scene just preceding it and the daughter getting kidnapped and presumably eaten were dark enough that you needed maybe this moment of levity yeah offset it. like it was dark but it was also like there aren't that many dark moments in this movie like i was mm -hmm. like as i was watching it, it it still felt like not necessarily light but not scary and not you know 
high, not a lot of tension. It, right? it felt like the director wanted it to be like a comedy first. Yes, I agree. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's more. Yeah, I felt like at, there were points where if the director had just changed the color palette a little, the movie would have been a lot more intense. Sure, because the movie had a very bright color scheme. Like at times, it felt like I was watching a Michael Bay film. Yeah, or or just or watching just, TV, like the, like you pointed that. out, right? Like yeah. TV is generally brighter lit than than cinema. Yeah, but and, like it was both brightly lit and also like it felt like the saturation <clears throat> in here was like turned up yeah. a bunch. Yeah, like you could see that, the, like the opening, not the opening, but like the first time the monster really shows up and starts terrorizing that park or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's like high noon. Yep. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can see everything. Um, that's another ugly American moment, right? Like there, there's the guy that, there's that American guy that shows up and like wants to play hero and... And he gets killed. He gets eaten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, well, he survives it, but he dies later because oh, the they try to dissect yeah. him or whatever. Right, when he's not actually sick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that it comes up a few times um, that theme because there's a guy at the beginning. There's that guy that gets doesn't really get the virus, um, and then there's the doctor towards the end of the movie that orders the lobotomy or of of our hero. Yeah, um, and, and it's all just whatever that was because it didn't seem to really affect him that much. He seemed to get over that lobot- lobotomy in a hurry. Yeah, yeah well, no, they're just like about there's James there's like Spectre. yeah, he's like dumb but like effective. Like that's what his his father <laughs> c- calls it. <laughs> yes, <that> essentially, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think the the jo- the very dark joke there is that they can like they lobotomize him, but it like doesn't affect. It him. doesn't work. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you can't make him any dumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then he goes outside, and they're like having a cookout or something. It's like a barbecue there. Yeah, which oh, yeah. was a weird touch. Yeah, like there's all sorts of those little like strange moments in this movie that are arresting that you like might not notice right away. It's like you know, wait a minute, why are those guys? having a cookout in the middle of this tragedy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's it's a bold movie for a young filmmaker, mm-hmm. young in his career. Um, yeah. And I, I like crediting movies for that. Like, I, I think that you, I, I'm willing to forgive a lot of missteps, and this movie has plenty, uh, in because they're doing something original. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be encouraging that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another point I was going to make, and it, it, it escapes me. Oh, I would this movie have worked? I guess we've kind of touched on this, but would this movie have worked without the monster? Right? Like, if it's just a family comedy with these characters. I, I think the critique of, like, American imperialism gets lost without You're the right. monster. Yeah. Um, well, the driving force of the movie yeah. is them trying to find the daughter, right? Right, but you, I, mean, I mean, you, you can, can find her. You can yeah. be abducted some other way, so I guess you don't need or to... Or not even abducted, like, what if, like any event coming up that she is preparing for. Like, if you have these okay, people... Yeah. Like Little Miss Sunshine. Like Little Miss, yeah, sure, like Little Miss Sunshine. Like, if, if you have these people with the problems that they have, and you put them in a different scenario, a more conventional scenario, like, is that a movie? Like, does that work? Probably it's probably really boring. <laughs> like, well, I mean, the, yeah, okay. The monster like adds <laughs> a lot of texture to it, and and I think <clears throat> Bong Joon Ho like, like is very interested in political critique. Yes, yeah. We, we see that in his three movies that have like kind of crossed over. Yes, Akia, which we haven't seen yet, but very clearly has one in the things I've read about it, and yeah. Snowpiercer. Um, yeah, which like has right a on the nose. Much, <laughs> yeah. much clearer like class critique yeah. uh, built into it. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think it's an interesting statement to hear about like 
what America, like what effect, like even at the small scale, like American imperialism has. So, like, sure. You know, American imperialism crosses the ocean and touches this family, and, and that's, that's what imperialism means. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Right. of course. But it, but we show yeah. how it affects the individual and not the yeah. society because yes. it's easy to say like, oh, this like hurts Korean society and it, it's caused causes thrift, which causes right. the you know current political situation that we're all in in Korea and affected by. Um, but here's the effect on the small scale on the individual, and that's like interesting yeah yeah it, it yeah it makes the political personal right and right and, and, and yeah. vice versa the much more effective because like it's easy to say like look at the issues that this causes like they're mm -hmm. e they're very easy to identify and, and show the effects of right but on the small scale it's like much more interesting yeah so. easy to identify more difficult to dramatize right exactly. which is which is what sin was about right or that's not like more interesting but like more effective because yeah. it shows like the personal effect to it yeah yeah. yeah, contextualizes it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this movie is not only about American exceptionalism. It's also a lot about bureaucracy. Like, yes. a lot of yeah. critiques of just extensive, absurd institutions doing absurd things for bad reasons. Um, <laughs> and, and being completely ineffective. Right, right. Yeah. Or not even worse than ineffective, harmful. Yeah. Like affirmatively yeah. having a bad effect on the people they're supposed to be helping. Yeah. Uh, so, the, I mean, the big obvious example is that they prepare this whole town for this virus. They set up all these checkpoints. They run this guy through who, who knows how many tests, run a drill through his head, and there's no virus. Right. right. Like, yeah. there is actually no possibility of him having this terrible effect that they're all setting up this apparatus to prevent. Yeah. Um, and that feels like a critique that stretches beyond Korea, right? Like I, I feel like most industrialized nations mm -hmm. have this problem. Mm -hmm. um, and like it's not, it's barely fictionalized here, mm -hmm. right? Like you can see institutions and I'm certain everyone has dealt with institutions that do exactly this kind of thing. So, I don't know, how do you feel about the uh, critique of bureaucracies? There's some interesting so. parallels to, like, how modern-day governments uh, react and treat uh, safety. Yes. Where, you know, they can often overreact <clears throat> and when uh, there really isn't a threat, perhaps. Uh, or, you know, react too strongly, react in the wrong way yeah. or in an ineffective way. Yeah, security theater. Right. Yeah, yeah. Their reaction to the monster in the water is to like, first of all, pull everybody away from the water, which that makes sense. But then, <laughs> but then they, <laughs> within their like, gassing all these chemicals along the river. Yeah, which yeah. was which, what caused it in the first place. Right. And yeah. Which would be much more harmful than the monster. Nothing yeah. itself, they do right? ever yeah. Yeah, yeah. does anything to the monster. Like they even Ever, yeah. <clears throat> go to release this terrible chemical weapon, which is gonna like. You know, destroy the ecosystem around that place for, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Is Subtly called harmful. Agent Yellow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna work. And it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't kill the monster. No, it doesn't. But you need to set it on fire, evidently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to kill and spear it. it through the mouth. And so, yeah, with the yeah. But I think even the sense of like going to the hospital for something that you're not sure like what has made you sick. Yeah. And the, their thing is like, oh, well, they keep testing him and testing him, and testing him, and that like that process felt very familiar to me at least like, <laughs> sure, yeah, sure having been to a hospital before <laughs> yeah, at any point like or the, known someone that's right the, the bureaucracy of like 
the healthcare system is is interesting. Yeah. One, I mean, a lot of like one of the major ways like bureaucracy is critiqued is that like bureaucracy, um, like perpetuates itself. In, yeah. In that, like, once it has set itself in place, like it's impossible to remove, mm-hmm. and th- that felt very much the case here, where it was like. Once they've cordoned off off the river, even though they're not effective, they're not going to uncoordinate uncordon off the river. It's it's only until like the the family kills the monster does does it disappear at the end of the film. Yeah, which makes yeah. it almost kind of a Confucian film, right? Where like yeah. con- <laughs> the like the big Confucian idea is that the family is the core unit of society and like once the family is stable and effective you're able to advance and and build strong society and like that is kind of like what this film reduces to right like the family needs to come together and like work together and be a unit in order to defeat the monster right like you can't rely on the institution you can't rely on the government you can't well they have to do it in against the government because the government yeah. is actually yeah. like trying to stop them in <laughs> right. the film because there's there's a group of protesters who the who the government's about to gas right it, yeah, it I was kind of does that. actually that really disturbing <laughs> yes that uh, they release the gas even though there's still some straggler protesters still in the area <laughs> that get them they out know there. that this is harmful to people even though apparently nobody dies from it anyway. yeah that was the other strange thing is that they release this gas and it like, doesn't do anything like right no it looks one... like people are about to die because they have like <clears throat> blood running out of their ears but they all right. show up just fine at the end right yeah, yeah. Was... but it was also disturbing that the government was willing to do that yeah yeah so i mean so maybe our, our it, that felt very true to life right yeah like right. the what governments do to protesters is oh a yeah strong reaction we see this <laughs> with like the black yeah. lives matter yep um protests and th- that felt like that resonated like very clearly with me it's like yeah just yeah that makes sense like oh yeah <laughs> yeah the problem is, is it with it is not that it's unrealistic right? no, yeah, yeah it's very realistic like <laughs> it's too realistic yeah yeah, yeah no, no yeah. question i mean it kind of reminds me like the bureaucracy in this movie of the of the tsa right like you were talking about the security theater nature of it yeah where it's it's not a, to the tsa there right it's not about actually making you safer it's about making it look like they're making you yeah. safer <laughs> and like how many times has someone managed to you know sneak a gun on board a plane like through the TSA right like just some journalist yeah. or something like that, that that happens a gun or a knife or whatever you're supposed to bring so it's they do all of these things when you get out in the airplane they have you to run through the body scanner they root through your bags they have the x-ray shit and we've seen time and again that it's not really a mechanism for detecting terrorist activity it's a mechanism for showing you that they have a mechanism for detecting terrorist activity yeah and that's exactly what's going on here right yeah and i think that's where some of the comedy of the film like works the best yeah it's sort of funnily points at that just like how inept the government is in this film yeah right they have like a benny hill chase sequence when they're trying to escape the hospital for the first time it was ridiculous yeah well and they when they find out that he you know had contact with the monster they actually grab him up and stick him in a yellow in a like body bag, bag that looks like a coffin yeah. and like, carry him off like it's just like so 
bizarre and over yeah. the top. Yeah, and they're having conversations with him when he's in the room, but he's like in a plastic like <laughs> right. bubble essentially. Right. Well, I mean, that was yeah. one of the maybe the funniest mo- moment in the movie when the the second American Doctor, the cross-eyed one, like yeah. shows up and is like explaining what they need to do and like how this guy is delusional and they're going to have to give him this lobotomy and drill a hole in his head and they pan out and like he's sitting right there <laughs> he's like right behind them yeah. listening to this whole thing yeah and uh, it, it's i don't know it was it was a funny moment and i think also appropriate for the points that they're trying to make in this movie um so yeah it, but but again i think it's just a, another track that this movie is taking that is so different from every other track, right? So it's critiquing the United States foreign policy, critiquing bureaucracy, also a monster movie, also a family Mm -hmm. drama comedy. There's also like a very short and funny critique of like kind of neoliberal politics. Where? Um, So the uncle meets up with his like friend who helps him with locate the... Uh, the missing girl through her like, through, cell, like phone, cell phone tracking triangulation. Cell phone. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very small detail, so you might miss it. But the the uncle has this like tech friend that he like meets with, and they uh-huh. go to like some tech building for him to like triangulate the his niece. And when he's talking to his friend, he's like, um, "It's it's funny to see you in the setting because you used to be like the protester, right, right." Um, which is, and then it, it turns out that his friend is like on the side of the government and is like entrapping the uncle. Yes, and it's <laughs> a funny critique of like liberal politics, where it's like, oh, weren't you against the government, but now like you're a part of it, and it's like, it's a Phil Oaks song, right? Yeah. It's like the, like you're a part, you yeah. become a part of the bureaucracy, and <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is why I'm turning you in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no, you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, it, it, it does the same thing. Um, the other, I guess it, it's less prominent than the other themes in this movie, but I think it's still definitely there. Is th- this is an environmentalist movie. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> as is Snowpiercer, as it, we yes. think Akia is yes. as well. Yeah, like the, yeah. this is uh, very much about uh, the, the bad effects of pollution, right? Like it's not that subtle about it and there's not too much nuance within that, but it's definitely there. Uh, I the, think a lot of the Asian monster films have that theme, right? Godzilla sure. is sort of similar. Yeah, about, absolutely. Like, no, yeah, no kidding. Nuclear radiation. Yeah. Um, even if they're not, even if Godzilla's not the result of actually directly nuking Japan, it's the result of like nuclear testing in the Pacific and that kind of thing. Yeah, so like it's a short trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that way, Godzilla, it's not even necessarily exclusively an anti-war movie. Like it is mm-hmm. also that, but it is also yeah. it's an anti-nuclear power movie, uh, period. Um, which is more far-reaching, like more strident, um, to its yeah. credit. Uh, the this is like a much smaller <coughs> scale, though, because yeah. like, even the the main characters like get punished for like lit- littering in yeah. this movie. Like they initially throw shit in the water. That was the funniest like, part. Like little trash at the <coughs> master, right? And um, and that that causes like the big rampage that right. is the inciting incident. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. That was the funniest moment. Like their their first reaction when they see the weird little thing is to throw up the garbage in the river, right? It's like okay, just feed it. Yeah, like that's that's one strategy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that it, again, it's not that subtle and it's not as deep as some of the other critiques, um, but it's definitely there. The formaldehyde at the beginning, the, the trash and the yeah, garbage. Yeah, formaldehyde is like the yeah the moment that starts <clears> that causes it, right? Yeah. Um, so again, you see like the 
like the big tragedy that causes that brings in the bureaucracy that brings in the yeah and I the, I'm not entirely familiar with the geography but I think the Han River is like similar to the Hudson or to the Seine in Paris where it's okay. like it runs through the one of the like big a cities in metropolitan Korea. area okay. and um, I'd assume part of the critique here is like here's how we're using our river which has brought life to the city and yeah. we're killing it. Yeah, so yeah, again, much more focused than something like Godzilla where it's really almost about this specific river. Yeah. Yeah, the actual river. Um, we even see it at the beginning because uh, after the cold open, there's two fishermen. Okay. And one of them, we don't see it at all, but the two fishermen are like having a conversation and they scoop up something in a cup and they're like, oh, what is that? It's weird. And it's got then, five tails. Yeah, 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 and then uh, and then they kind of they drop it, and um, it's it's a nice little moment to show like yeah, here's here's where it really starts. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're so easy it would be to prevent it. Yeah, right? like you stop it now rather than in 20 years, which is exactly what we're dealing with with every polluted river and global warming. Yeah, and here yeah. are people who are like comfortable fishing in the river, and then yeah. we get. 10 years later and now there's this monster in the river and, yeah <laughs> you can't fish in there anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there goes exactly. that livelihood yeah, yeah. um I, I like that he was worried about holding onto the cup yeah <laughs> like he's worried his, about losing his cup his, his daughter, daughter his daughter him. gave it to him exactly his family which is yeah foreshadowing um one of the one of the major themes probably the major theme uh, of the movie <laughs> specifically daughters yeah um what other asian cinema have you seen charles Let's see. I did mention seeing Old Boy. Old Boy, which I this is a great movie. Um, yeah, I don't think Maybe there's that much else that I've film. seen. Um, I saw like Hero and I like that one Tiger, too. Hidden Dragon. Um, I saw Hard Boiled. Yeah, good pick. Um, I think that's most of them. Okay, I mean that's that's a lot of the big ones. Um, yeah. So yeah, like Kurosawa is missing from that list. Mm -hmm. uh, like some of the the Japanese. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know that much Japanese cinema. Yeah, um, but other than that, yeah, like that's I think the Raid too. Yes, yes, yep, I haven't seen that one yet. Definitely the Raid. You would like it. The Raid is good. Yeah, yeah, we need to pick that one eventually. Like it's I think come up do. several times. I think, yeah, it's come up so much. It's clearly influenced so many movies. <coughs> it, it's mm -hmm. probably one of the most important films of like the last ten years, even. Yeah, it's like really changed how action films are being made. Even like much American for the action, I keep hearing people saying this is just like the Raid. Yeah, it is. John Wick is so done. <laughs> there would be no Red movie. Um, yeah, there would be no John Wick without. The raid. Snowpiercer, obviously. Yeah, same thing um, with Snowpiercer. Mad Max, even. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, all these films are, like, very clear, like, clearly stealing from the raid. And, yeah. Which yeah. which is fine. Like, it's had a positive effect on, yeah. on movies. Yeah, like, that, they're... Yeah. It's not a criticism. It's made action movies better. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's, like, the precision of, like, the hand-to-hand -hand combat of it, right? Like, the, it, that it's... It's cut in such a way that it looks very impactful mm -hmm. um, that I think you miss in some of the older films. I think it's also like cut away with the unnecessary in action films. Yeah, Because it's true. like a lot of action films are like, all right, now we need to stop the film and have like all this exposition for it to make sense. Yeah. And the raid <laughs> is like, does away with that it's like no we don't need to explain these things like the story is in the action and what's on screen yeah. we don't need to tell the audience what is happening yeah and we, and we don't need to tell a complex story right like no the, yeah to be like being very effective is 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 sufficient although yeah. i i still always hear people complaining about some of these action movies not having a complex enough plot and just being like oh this movie's dumb yeah. so i mean there's still people who aren't into that i think that there is a tendency to 
when you dislike a movie, mm -hmm. I think there's a tendency to blame the badness on what you notice most easily, what bad thing sense. is most obvious. So even if the problem with the bad action movie isn't the lack of plot, but rather a poorly executed bad plot, it could be thin characters, it could be just bad action sequences, you'll notice right away, oh, this narrative is bloated and doesn't make sense and is really slow and I hate mm -hmm. it when it's on screen. If I hate it when it's on screen, that's the problem with this movie, therefore that's why I'm going to accuse this movie of being guilty well, of. Well, that's true. I'm not sure if that's the case for a lot of these action movies. Like, I think some people just demand more plot out of their movie where they say, oh, you know, he's just getting revenge because they killed his dog. Like, that's not an interesting plot to me. I've heard that before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some people are, there are always going to yeah. be things that, <laughs> there are always going to be movies that people don't like. But I think it's important to be able to articulate with precision what we don't like. And if what you don't like about John Wick is he, they stole the dog and that's dumb, you might that might accurately represent your feelings, yeah. but it does not accurate, accurately represent how the movie is functioning and how, it, and how it isn't functioning for you, right? So that opinion is valid, I think, right? Like you're allowed to feel that, but we should still be working to articulate and express these opinions on the level of the functionality of the movie rather mm -hmm. than on our visceral experience of the movie. Yeah. I also think John Wick, just to defend it for a second, like... Like, like it needs a defense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a great movie and <laughs> yeah. um, does a really good job of, like, building, like, a very interesting and textured universe Yeah, with, by, again, just, like, showing us without, like, telling us. Like, it's it, there, like, there's one small detail in the film is all the assassins, like, trade these gold coins. Yeah. And it's, like... Yeah. They never explain that yeah. at all, but it's fascinating and such a great like little detail where it's like in this universe, assassins trade gold coins as favors, and, and you it's un like you understand it immediately. Yeah, right. Like it's yeah. totally into it, and it's such a cool yeah. detail. It's like, <clears throat> yes. oh, this is like a, a fascinating universe just through that like one like little detail. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and, same thing in Mad Max. Yeah. Like where, where they where they have you know the like the what are they called the boys something. War, war boys, boys. Yeah. war boys, like have this mythology and this culture. Oh, they have and, a like, Viking mythology, right? Yeah. And like some sort of weird religion. Yeah, but they there's worship the engines, right? Yeah, but they never. There's never and like chroming. Yeah, yeah. There's never some yeah. chrome priest that comes along and says, "This is how <laughs> our religion functions, and this is why we do these things, and this is what happens when you die when you're a war boy." Like, there's none of that shit. Like, they just show it happening, just like in, in John Wick, on mm -hmm. the screen, and you get it, right? Like, they yeah. trust the audience, and the audience gets it. Um, and th I think that might be what these people that complain about lack of plot are really complaining about, mm -hmm. right? Like sometimes, right? Like they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're complaining that the plot is delivered poorly, not that it's dumb, right? Because yeah. that I those think are some of my friends takes. who I talk to about action movies just aren't action movie people. And, and they watch Mad Max and <laughs> they see no plot. And I think they only want, they don't, they're not interested in the action scenes, which is why you're there for the movie, really, sure. right? And so it's just not the kind of movie for communicated in those movies, right? right. Yeah. And that's just not. It just means yeah. that that kind of movie is not the genre for them, and that and that's fine. Like that, yeah. like there are people. It, there's no movie that's going to please everyone. Yeah. But I think, nonetheless, we still need to be careful about what we when we talk about what we don't like. I think that that's there's value in that. Um, and and I think like returning, bringing it home <coughs> to, the <host. laughs> to, yeah. to a house. Like it's interesting that the host can be. An effective movie in the opposite way 
right? Because the host way all over, right? It's yeah, uh, yeah it's not focused. Um, the yeah. the plot and on all of these fronts is honestly pretty thin. Um, there isn't much action <laughs> to be to be honest. Yeah, um, and it's still effective, right? Like mm -hmm. I, 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 and in that way, I think we want to be mindful of what the movie is attempting to be, because if you look at the host and critique it with the same rubric that you used to critique John Wick or Mad Max, you're misunderstanding the movie, right? Like, that's unfair. Like, mm -hmm. you, you're, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's unfair to the movie, and it's unfair to you. Like, you are getting yeah. less out of it when you look for things that aren't supposed to be there and that the director isn't attempting to do. Um, <clears throat> so I think that, that it's, it's important to keep in mind that we can have these movies that are drastically different in function and form uh, that both be good right, and both be worthwhile. Yeah, I think this movie wants to be a lot of things. <clears throat> yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't yeah. land every single time, but yeah. it attempts yeah. it, and there's credit in that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, yes, yes. Um, one thing I thought was interesting <clears throat> about this movie was um, the kind of like the texture of things is like always wet. Oh, good um, eye. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it feels like kind of gross because of that. Like, <laughs> yes, a, it does. a lot of this, like, they're in the sewers a lot. Everything is, like, moist and, like, mm -hmm. gross yeah. and, like, rust. When they're outside, they're being covered in this, like, mist that the government is spraying on, on sure. things. It's raining a lot. It's around the river. Mm -hmm. um, everything just has, yeah, like, it's this, always raining. Yeah, it has, like, this gross film to everything. I think it, that's, like, one nice, like, texture that agree, is yeah. a nice, like, through line to the movie where it's like you don't yeah. want to like touch anything in the movie <laughs> and like yeah, yeah. And it looks like you will get a disease right yeah the sickness <laughs> element to it I think is like really important it makes everything feel more dangerous as well because everything's like really slippery you know it's like yeah. hard to run through yeah so you can't blame them for slipping all the time yeah and yeah. like you have the daughter character who literally spends 90% of the movie covered in filth Right, yeah. like he's just there's just mud all over her most of the time. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Like it's just kind of grimy. Oh yeah, we didn't we didn't yeah. talk about the ending. I just I felt it was so anticlimactic that she would die just right at the last second when they're about to find her. That just felt so disappointing to me. She uh, she did survive though, right? No, she no. Wasn't. It's implied. Well, it, oh they, no, you're okay. They didn't Either. confirm her death, I guess. <clears throat> Um, explicitly, but it's implied because he's taking care of the yeah. You're right. The, 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 the other orphans. Kid. Yeah. Kid. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm not entirely sure what to do with that. Um, and I get they're trying to like subvert your expectations or whatever, but it just felt so yeah, disappointing to go through this whole movie. Yeah. yeah, to go through this whole movie with this desperate search and have it end this way. Just it's yeah. not. Yeah, but I mean, subversion for its own sake is isn't that much, right? Like that's not yeah. valuable, really. Um, so I, I feel like he's a smart enough director um, to be doing that with more purpose in mind. That I'm, yeah, like there's, there's times when you don't yeah. get the ending you expect, and it's heartbreaking, and it feels rewarding. Yeah, like I'll feel bad about it, but in a good way because I'm entertained by how sure. bad I feel about it. It's like yeah. every episode of Black Mirror, right? Yeah, but yeah. talking in about this one, Yeah, but yeah. in this one, I felt bad about it, but in a like, why did I just spend two hours watching this movie <laughs> kind of way instead of a like I'm devastated kind of way? Yeah, I. I think part of it might be that she sees like the sacrifice that like she has to make mm -hmm. to and whereas like as a child we've like give this child like some agency where she can save like somebody else that may be yeah, what well, they're and, trying to do here. Yeah, and but. you see her attempting to like 
do her own thing. Yeah. And like take her take control of her situation yeah, earlier like in the movie. She like finds a cell phone. Like she helps herself yeah. out of her own situation. Right. And is punished for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it's just such a bummer. Not great messaging, but Yeah, I mean yeah. I don't know if it is or not. Like yeah. but, uh, unless the messaging is that even if your attempts to rescue yourself are unsuccessful. Yeah, you right? might still fail. You might still, you, yeah. A, you might still fail, yeah. but even if you fail res- to rescue yourself, you might save somebody else. Yeah. Right? Sure. Because the, the younger kid survives because of her. Yeah. Right? And so if, if that's a message that a personal failure can still be a net good, mm-hmm. that seems like that seems like good messaging to me. That, that seems like something that we should be lear- taking to heart mm-hmm. right? and, and learning from. Yeah. Um, I think this is something else that suffers from the movie trying to do so much, though, because I feel like if they had established the boy as a character more, it would be more meaningful for her to sacrifice her life for him rather than just have him be that kid who's there and becomes the guy's surrogate son. It's like, I don't care about this kid. Who's this kid? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's a problem he fixes in Snowpiercer. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe Snowpiercer is just the better movie. I, I mean, it is. I, it's a yeah, later film I, in his career. It's more focused. Yeah, but this one it still matters and is good and is worth watching. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't mean to say ignore this movie. Watch Snowpiercer yeah. instead. Watch them both. No, yeah, they're yeah. both good. Yeah. Um, other, the other thing I like about this movie is one of these like little time capsule movies where like they're all on flip phones. And so oh yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like filmed in like two thousand right before two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. So they're although really it nice still feels phones. like they have more advanced technology in the U.S. Like the telecommunications are like always slightly better in South Korea and yes, in Taiwan and places like this. Yeah. Where, that is that is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like they're able to do like all sorts of like triangulation. And with, it's funny with that that was easy. That, they yeah. tried to say that it was hard, yeah. but it actually turned out to be easy. But it's always a trope in American cinema that it's super hard. To locate someone's phone. Yeah. Yeah. Signal. Yeah, but here it wasn't. Yeah, I like that. He gives him the wrong password and then he's like, oh, wait. Just like figures out the right one. <laughs> well, he a finds few another sheet of paper. Yeah, he's just like, oh, wait, this is it. And it just, yeah, you're right. It just works. Yeah, it's one of those nice little like <coughs> jokey moments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which right. is, yeah, just more evidence to suggest that this is a comedy first uh, before anything yeah. else. Yeah. And it, yeah, again, like it's <coughs> funny like throughout. Yes. Which is like really unexpected for. Yeah, like, like I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen an American film like do something close to this. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods, maybe Cabin in the Woods, but even the Cabin in the Woods, it's like not like laugh out loud st- stuff yeah. that's happening. Yeah, yeah, that, there are some good jokes in Cabin in the Woods, but yes, like sort of throughout this whole movie, yeah, it, well, it's a comedy. You mean yeah. sure, like straight parody films, right? Yeah, there are like overly comedic parody films of but this horror. isn't a parody though this movie like takes itself seriously like right yeah like, it takes like, its points seriously yeah, yeah yeah like it has a message that it, it executes seriously and right, it's not it's only, not making fun of like monster movies right i'm just bringing it's it up because the only yeah. like vaguely horror related films that yeah. i can think of that are actually really funny are like shawn of the dead maybe. yeah or parody films yeah. basically have you seen like, shawn of the dead yeah okay. yeah uh, i've heard of uh tucker and dale uh, I did not see it, but I've heard that I, one's very funny, but it is a parody of horror films. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Have you seen Huffa's? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, I've seen okay. all three of those. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, good. Just <laughs> make them sure. Yeah, yeah. You never, never know. know. with me, I guess. <laughs> but all, all three of those are meant to be like, kind of like collages of other horror films, but then this like comedy layer on yeah. top. <clears throat> and still affectionate, right? Like right. still, you know, not mocking the... 
the genre. Like that, that's yeah. my problem with um, Spaceballs. I feel yeah. like Mel Brooks doesn't like Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's that stupid. he's making right as <laughs> as opposed to Blazing Saddles, where I feel like he does like westerns. Yeah, um, but he's just like mm-hmm. tearing down Star Wars that whole movie. Or uh, Men in Tight, <clears throat> right? Too he like, <clears throat> which is a weird thing to parody. But yeah, has like disdain for this right movie. But it's yeah. so funny. It is. Oh yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Men in Tights, Robin Hood Men in Tights? I've only seen Spaceballs out of those three. Yeah, do Blazing Saddles at some point. Did you like? Spaceballs. So it's a very I like controversial like, movie. <clears throat> I yeah. feel like I don't like Mel Brooks's style of humor. It's really broad. I've seen, yeah. um, it's it, it's big. Uh, yeah, it's just best... the typical jokes he goes for. I just feel like I don't really like them, especially when I think <laughs> about him more after. Like just having seen Spaceballs, I saw uh, History of the World Part. Well, that's um, Monty Python. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Never yeah. mind. Have you seen Young Frankenstein? No. No. Um, the producers? No. Okay. Like yeah, the, yeah you've seen a lot of Melbourne's territory. Yeah, you, you probably saw his, I feel like yeah. I've seen clips of Blazing Saddles that I didn't like. No, that's the but Blazing Saddles is probably his best movie. Or Young Frankenstein. It's Blazing Young Saddles. Young Frankenstein's very funny. Yeah, they're yeah. Both, yeah, they're both really funny. We needed to do one of those eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Because you probably saw his first one. I think Young Frankenstein's okay. on Netflix. Yeah, it's just this. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> okay. We uh, watched this free. <laughs> By the way, the host is on Netflix. If you're with, yes, it. yeah. We yeah. should have put that at the front of the episode. Do but, not watch the twenty thirteen one. The yes, the YA movie. The YA movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what, what, assuming you actually watched this movie and not the YA movie, what's, yeah. what's the verdict, Charles? Do you like this one? I unfortunately don't think I really like this one that much. <clears throat> yeah, that was my uh, sense. I gave my verdict yeah. earlier <laughs> yeah. in the show that uh, I just felt like it was trying to do too much and scratching the surface of too many different topics without getting satisfyingly deep enough in any of them for me. Um, so I, I hate to be that guy that feels like things were too simplistic but i just feel like if you want to explore a topic and they do bring up these topics um you should do them well and i feel like most of them weren't effective enough for me yeah i think that's the strongest critique of this movie mm-hmm. like i think that that if you have a problem with it like i think that that's why and that makes yeah, sense yeah and there's not one thing the movie does well enough that i felt drawn in um where like i said before my compare with, comparison with cloverfield there's not a whole lot of thematic depth to cloverfield but it's very effective as a monster action movie with a lot of tension and excitement whereas this one you know there's a few monster action scenes but there's not much of that and they go on to the other plot themes and they don't cover them that much either so it's like i yeah. feel like you need to get to the point and you need to have a point and get to it um and kind of focus on that aspect of it um, and then I would feel like I would be more drawn into it that yeah. way. Yeah, it's kind of a jack of all trades movie, right? In that sense, yeah, I, I hear that. I, I get that. I still like it. Like I still, I, mm-hmm. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I'm excited to see Akia. I'm excited to see it in a theater. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll pay money. It's to coming see. out on Netflix at the same time. <laughs> right. I know it is. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> to a movie theater and watch it because uh, I can. Because I live in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it my pick? It is your pick. My, All right. My pick is the host. So. Yeah, so I think we've been watching too many movies that are modern. So we're going to go back. We're, we're going to go back, at least to the 70s, um, and watch Chinatown. Um, okay. A classic. Uh, I think that it, it's come up a few times and we need to watch it. It's a great movie. So All right. forget about it, Charles. It's Chinatown. All right. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening. See everybody next week. Bye. Hey, everybody. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help us reach a larger audience by rating and reviewing it on iTunes. 
It only takes a minute and makes a big difference. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. 